Hello. Nice to see everyone here today. Uh, uh, welcome if you're a visitor. If you've not been uh, with us before, we're so glad to have you. Also, uh, just a couple things. Uh, tonight, we're having our uh, combined Thanksgiving service right here at the church building. We invite everyone to come back for that. We're going to get started about 6 o'clock with the meal in the fellowship hall, and then we'll have the program here. Uh, typically, we do this down at the school commons, but we're uh, doing something a little bit different this year. We're going to try it down here, and uh, Vesterberg and McBride churches are involved, the camp's involved, so we hope you'll come back for that this evening. Um, it's good to see uh, Brenda again on the organ. We're so glad she's here. Let's see where she? Oh, there she is. So, so good to have her back with us uh, this morning playing offertory. So, welcome back. Uh, we'll excuse the little ones to Children's Church at this time. Wanted to make sure I made that announcement because it looked like we had a few that were actually waiting on me to say it. I was shocked and I looked up and they weren't completely gone. So, I thought, oh, I better get that in. But we do have uh, the Thanksgiving holiday upon us this week, right? And uh, I guess it, it, the question that I want to ask from that is, do you have all your Christmas shopping done yet? <laughs> you know, at the rate that, uh, seeing, yeah, you're on it. But, you know, the rate that the retailers go with uh, holidays, you know, you'd think that by this point we'd be uh, passing aisles full of uh, St. Patrick's Day, you know? kind of stuff, but, but Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving holidays this week, and the time of year in which we're, we're readying all those turkeys, and enough about our extended family members. We have a celebration this week that's based around the idea of, uh, of saying thanks. So here's a question that might make a little bit of a difference as we kind of veer out of a series and jump into sort of a one-off this week from the pulpit. Do we have a thankful spirit, my friends? Do we have a thankful spirit? Do we often say thanks? And that's the question for the morning. One author writes, I know, uh, one Christian author writes, I know that I, I don't say thank you as often as I should, and I doubt I'm the only one that feels this way. I would say thank you is perhaps the most underused phrase on the planet. Yet, he concludes, it's nearly appropriate in any situation to say thanks. And it's a better response than most of the things we do say. When we say thanks, it acknowledges someone else. It acknowledges another person, doesn't it? And I think this author is right. Doesn't it stand to reason that when we say thanks, it's a response that acknowledges our great God as well. Do you find it slightly odd that as Christians, we actually have to have a day on the calendar? We actually have a holiday to remind us we should be thankful. Think about that. That's a little strange, isn't it? But then even, even, even on Thanksgiving, if you think about it, we're often too wrapped up in the stress of what we're getting out of it to be mindful of what we've already been given, right? Right? And, and sometimes maybe this is due uh, to those family turkeys. Uh, Johnny Carson once joked that Thanksgiving's an emotional holiday. People travel thousands of miles to be with people they see only once a year, and then they discover that once a year is way too often. 
and there's nothing like accepting an invite from family to Thanksgiving dinner. Maybe weeks ahead of time, only to spend the entirety of the month trying to figure out how we can get out of going to it without lying. Because the Thanksgiving holiday, for some people, can be a very uh, moving experience, can it? Uh, maybe five minutes at the dinner table with, I don't know, we'll pick on Cousin Bob. Does anybody have a Cousin Bob this morning? I think I'm safe. No Cousin Bob's here this morning? Okay, good. I, you know, I put a name in there and somebody afterwards, were you talking about me, preacher? No, no, I wasn't. So I'm safe with Bob. But five minutes at the dinner table with Cousin Bob and all of a sudden you remember why you, why you don't uh, live in the same state as Cousin Bob anymore, right? But here's the thing this week. Even if you're traveling, even if you have plans to do so, and you're going to be sitting at a Thanksgiving table somewhere directly across from Bob, and you're going to hear his entire catalog of political rants. Bob's pulled them directly from Twitter, and, and his political views are completely opposed to yours in every way. And you're going to hear every single one of them. And even if it's a, it's a positive thing for you this week, that your, your holiday time is going to be spent mostly listening to 37 six-year-olds running around a table. Many of them, them from a side of the family you still haven't determined. Does this ring a bell for anybody? I think some of you are crying already. But despite all of this, say thanks. You can say thanks. Say thanks this Thanksgiving, because more importantly than the world's best turkey, whatever your dinner of choice, I understand Cody might be having gopher. You knew that was going to come up one of these days, brother. Squirrel, I was close. What's the gravy made out of? No matter how your Thanksgiving goes this year, you're saying thanks. This is the will of God. This is the will of God. The Apostle Paul wrote exactly this very point to the church. It's in our Bibles where he says the following to them. Would you turn there with me? Or it's on the screen behind me this morning. First Thessalonians 5.18 says the following. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. If, if you'd like to, uh, read this text out loud with me, would you? Let's hear it again. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. It doesn't say give thanks in some circumstances. That might be easier for us. But it says give thanks in all circumstances, whether it means turkey time or just turkeys around the table time. Whether it's family celebration or family dysfunction or holiday or no holiday. And, and I don't know your situation, uh, your, your personal family situation, how, or how you're going to spend uh, this Thanksgiving. Uh, maybe you're going to have hot food in a warm house on cheap land in a free country. Uh, not with a host of relatives, but maybe with just with the dog and a TV show. That's, that's okay. Say thanks. Maybe you're meeting some people at a restaurant. This is a popular option. Uh, there's a few open every year for Thanksgiving. Maybe you're having what my wife calls a, a Friendsgiving. Okay, say thanks. 
Maybe Thanksgiving, uh, this is a holiday you really look forward to, and it's shaping up to be everything you could have hoped for. You're going to have family and friends and fellowship and food, you name it. But you know what? Thanksgiving dinner is out of a box this year. Well, that's good enough. Say thanks. For so many Americans, this means something, doesn't it? We're going to sit down at dinner somewhere. We're going to eat. First, we're going to say grace. Time to say grace. Interesting expression. I've always found that a little odd anyway. Say grace, kids. Grandpa's going to say grace. But let's be thankful for these circumstances of chowing down. Once again, give thanks in all circumstances also means grandma's not cooking this year and Bob has already been a complete doofus about having everybody over. That's going to be a good time. Thanks be to God anyway. Yes, uh, give thanks in all circumstances means uh, my health prevents me from attending that family Thanksgiving this year. Thanks be to God anyway. Thanks be to God anyway. And give thanks in all circumstances also means dinner. I can't afford to make ends meet for the next six months. I don't know how I'm going to survive. But thanks be to God anyway. Thanks be to God anyway. It sounds like it might be difficult in some situations, right? But 1 Thessalonians 5.18 was written to the church. So perhaps it can be a source of comfort. Think on this with me. There are just a few places in the Bible in which we are specifically told what God's will for his children happens to be. Every single one of us, no matter our, our situation, right here. This scripture is one of them. Right here we find it. Sometimes we wonder, what is God's will for my, my life? Maybe some of you ask that question, or it, it hits you from time to time. What does God expect from me? Well, 1 Thessalonians 5.18 provides an answer to those questions. We, we, we like to pick and choose what we're grateful for in this life, but 1 Thessalonians 5.18 means you're not just limited to uh, some expectations of an American tradition. Uh, the Bible in no way, shape, or form puts a limit on our saying thanks at the end of November just because we happen to be on the receiving end of a pecan pie. Although that's a good reason to be thankful. I was told once that's all full of all good stuff. I won't tell you who told, who told that to me, but it wasn't a doctor. Yeah, it's, it's easier on, on Thanksgiving Day to be thankful for our circumstances, right? Bank account is full of money, and, and the house is full of equity, and the car is full of gas, and the table's full of turkey, and if I have one more piece of pecan pie, they'll tow me away if I stand too long at a parking meter. You guys are a tough crowd this morning. <laughs> We've heard these jokes before, preacher. They weren't funny the last time. You know, our perspective can produce one extremely unreliable grace of meter, right? There's, a, there's an old story told, and I've told it before. It's a favor. I'm going to tell it again. Maybe some of you have heard this one before. A story about a man who, who years ago lived in uh, the Jewish community of uh, Budapest, Hungary. The man would often seek the advice, the spiritual direction of his local rabbi. One day, uh, the man went to the rabbi and, and quite distraught said to him, Life is unbearable, Rabbi. I have nine people living in one room. I can't take it. What do I do? The rabbi thought about the man's situation in a moment, and then he, repri and then he replied, Go home, 
and take your goat into the room with you. Man was taken back a little by the suggestion and even squabbled a little bit with the rabbi about it. But the rabbi insisted, no, no, do as they said, urged the rabbi, really, go, go back, go home, take your goat into your room with you and come back in a week. So the man left and, and he did just that and he, and he returned in a week even more distraught than before. Well, how are things, asked the rabbi. We can't stand it, rabbi, said the man. The goat is filthy. Our living conditions are horrible. Confidently, the rabbi responded, go home and let that goat out and come back in a week. So the man left, did as the rabbi said, and returned in a week with a, with a, with a radiant smile on his face. Well, how are things? The rabbi asked the man again. Oh, oh, rabbi, life is wonderful, exclaimed the man. We enjoy every moment of it now that there's no goat in that room, only the nine of us. The moral of the story is this. If you want to be more thankful about your circumstances, friends, no matter what they are, just try living with an old goat. Half of you ladies are saying, Preacher, I already live with an old goat, and that's my whole problem. But isn't our, isn't our level of thankfulness usually, you know, in proportion somewhat to our level of comfort at the moment? Perspective. Perspective can be uh, such a, an unreliable tool. My perspective for measuring uh, the grace in my life, uh, what I have to be thankful for as an alternative. How about the perspective of the God who, who gives everything? Amen. Scripture, God's word is adamant about God's perspective regarding our circumstances. Be thankful. Say thanks. Paul writes to the Philippians, uh, chapter 4, verse 6. He says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Paul also writes in, uh, to the church uh, in Colossians, Chapter 4, verse 2, and says, Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. These are instructions from our God directly to us. Say thanks. Have a grateful heart. I know often uh, what we tend to do, though, in our walk with Christ is to not be grateful, to not be thankful. Instead, we worry. We fret. People, times and days in our life, we get nervous about things that haven't happened yet, days that are on the way. We worry. The famous Charlie Brown once opined to his famous cartoon sister Sally Brown, we've got another holiday to worry about. It seems Thanksgiving Day is upon us. And Sally replied to Charlie, yes, Charlie Brown, I haven't even finished eating all of my Halloween candy. And that's exactly how I feel when I, this week I walked into Dollar General and, and I saw Elf and Rudolph and Frosty. Uh, it's, it can't be time for mistletoe and holly. I haven't even finished eating all of my kids' Halloween candy. Did I admit that? But we can be thankful even if it doesn't feel like the right time for it. If the Bible says yes, it's actually humanly possible. We can say thanks. We can be grateful. Can't we attempt it? I always like to say, you know, we're within this time box, but God is outside the time box. What seems inconvenient for us, this isn't a convenient time to be thankful, but it's actually very convenient from God's perspective, from the perspective of eternity. 
Because what God allows for my life may not be what I want for myself, but give thanks in all circumstances. So good grief, Charlie Brown. This means whether the the transmission goes out on the car, whether I've been able to secure a new car, I can give thanks. I can give thanks. And here's an idea to maybe get me started. Often I'll have an emotional response to, to these two extremes, right? Car works or car doesn't. And I'll react. Instead, I could stop every now and again just to thank God for all the times I made it from point A to point B without anything happening to the car. Because there were an awful lot of those. In God's timing, I just don't know. I have no idea how often he has been interceding for me, right? In Ralph's excellent Sunday school class this morning, we talked about uh, that Christ prayed for Simon. Christ prays for us. We know elsewhere in Scripture, the Holy Spirit intercedes for us in prayer. We have no idea to the extent God is at our side. The Bible says that God is actually sustaining all things by his powerful word. The NIV of Hebrews 1, 3, sustaining all things. God is busy. God is busy. And giving thanks in all circumstances might just mean my saying, hey, God is actually allowing for situations to go right in my life a whole lot more than the alternative. Amen? We just, we have no idea what he's doing. So stopping and thanking God for a, for a working furnace. I did that this week. Thank you, God. This furnace worked. Having a, a Michigan winter outside, this is a good time uh, to note that, to do that. Uh, uh, thanking God for a working furnace when it's cold outside instead of maybe just feeling cold inside when we get that heat bill. Giving thanks in all circumstances, uh, meaning it's, it's always God's timing for giving thanks to God. He, even if, like for Sally, it, it just doesn't feel like we're ready to do that. Even if it still feels like trick-or-treat time for Sally. As I mentioned earlier, we should probably talk about this uh, this morning in case anyone's confused. No, uh, the Thanksgiving holiday is obviously not mandated by Scripture. You know, we think back... Uh, The first Thanksgiving actually was a harvest celebration, right? Held by Plymouth Pilgrims in in 1621. Was anybody there for that? I was hoping for one. Oh, Mike. Okay, good. I was hoping for one. Oh, good. good. Cranberry sauce? There's been a lot of myths passed around about that event, but, but we haven't confirmed a whole lot of them. We do know, in, in, and maybe Mike could confirm a few more, of I don't know. But among the facts we do know, in 1621, 53 Plymouth pilgrims who celebrated for three days with their guests, uh, including 90 natives from a nearby village. Thanksgiving is not rooted in, in biblical Christianity, but it does share history with Christians. And what a wonderful opportunity it can be for today's believers to refocus our time and our attention to God. Think about it. Uh, you know, secular society is, ash, is actually uh, pushing a celebration with the word thanks in it. Let's use that. That doesn't happen much. When we dig deeper into the Greek word, meaning give thanks from our text today, we find it's made up of, of two other Greek words. The first one means to do well, and the second means to give freely. The root of this word actually means grace. Yes, we can say grace. That's where that comes from, 
say grace. Going much deeper, though, than just one meal of greater importance than just one day or the time span of even three pilgrim days on the calendar. Our saying thanks to God, my friends, is what we call proof of our identity in Christ the whole year round. Amen? Saying thanks acknowledging his grace. Sometimes we like to say good bread, good meat, and you know the rest before we eat. But here's the thing. Our good God knows whether we mean what we say too. The story is told of a a five-year-old boy who was asked to pray at the big meal and his family members bowed their heads. The boy began and he began thanking God for all his friends, naming them one by one. Little guy continued thanking God for mommy and daddy and his brother, his sister, uh, his Mimi and his pappy and, and all his aunts and uncles. And, and then, he, then he turned his attention to the food. The little, little guy gave thanks for the turkey and the dressing and the salad, the, the, the deviled eggs, the pies and the cool whip. And after a long pause, as everyone waited for him to finish, then they waited some more for him to finish. Finally, the boy looked up at his mother and said, Hey, Mom, if I say thanks to God for those Brussels sprouts, won't he know that I'm lying? (laughs) And he answers, yes, he'll know. Being God's people, being people within the grace of God, being thankful people means more than putting on a meal and a show. Sometimes it means choking down the proverbial Brussels sprouts like they're manna from heaven with a thankful heart, right? Full disclosure, I said this at the Daniel Plan Group a couple weeks back. I I, I despise Brussels sprouts. I think I can say that from the pulpit. Like that five-year-old boy, I'll do my best to muster up a thank you prayer for them if someone brings them to me, but I I, I could really do without Brussels sprouts. So um, we should talk about that another time. But God's people, God's people are people of appreciation. People of appreciation. Being a Christian, being a Christian means responding thankfully, penitently, penitently to that which comes our way. At the crux of it, this word crux literally means cross. At the crux of it, meaning uh, responding thankfully and penitently to what was done for us on the cross, not just one day or a couple days, but 366 days a year, amen. Christ followers, what we say and what we do is a direct response to where my heart stands, where your heart stands in accordance to what's been done for you there. God's grace isn't to just be acknowledged when we sit down to eat, but as we live and breathe. The Bible says it's fully and completely sufficient for us. 2 Corinthians 12, 9. It's all we need. So think on this, my friends. This week, this Thanksgiving, may we, the ones covered by God's grace, let thankfulness and not greed be our witness. Amen. We know this week that that millions of of bargain-loving shoppers are going to once again get up from their Thanksgiving tables. They're going to leave their families this week and and they're going to abandon their feasts of gratitude to God so that they can get a TV for $40 because they're thankful. But our greatest blessing as Christians will never be found on a a commercial 
It's there. Shedding his blood for us. What are we thankful for, my friends? What are we thankful for? There's a website. I looked it up this week because I'm kind of weird, but you knew that already. Blackfridaydeathcount.com. This actually exists. Counting deaths, not that stand for eternal life, but the things of this world. But you too can log on and see the year, description, death, and injury count on every Black Friday shopping day over the last 12 years. I'm not kidding you. I'll save you some time, though. I looked it up. The site reports there have been a total of 111 injuries and 10 deaths during Black Friday shopping since 2006. Some people will literally kill for a Nintendo. Meanwhile, Compassion International reports that 26,000 young children die every day worldwide due to poverty, hunger, and disease that could have all been avoided, perhaps if just a few more Christians cared a little less about Black Friday and a little more about Good Friday. If our bottom line wasn't so much me, 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 as it was all for you, Lord, and without his example in all that we do, we become arrogant, we become self-centered, we become people who covet more and more and more. We focus on things we don't have instead of focusing on what we do have. If we're not people praying, people saying thanks, we'll instead be people lining up to say want. Me, me, me. And so the challenge for you this week, over this Thanksgiving holiday and long after, friends, be people who say that first word. Who say that first word. Repeat it often. People who mean it. Say thanks and learn to live it. Learn to live it. And by all means, if you're gathered uh, this week with family or, or friends at your traditional Thanksgiving feast this Thursday, say thanks for those blessings in front of you. Say thanks for what's awaiting you on that dinner table like those weary Massachusetts pilgrims did back in the year 1621. More importantly, friends, say thanks for, for what awaits you in Christ in glory. But if you end up at that table and instead of facing thankful pilgrims, it's just Cousin Bob, show him grace too. Show him grace too. My friends, I pray that this is a, an anointed time for all of you. Give thanks. Give thanks in all circumstances, no matter what your circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. God bless you. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Would you pray with me? Lord, if we're here this morning... We have so much to be thankful for. Lord, if we, if, we, if we make our home in this country like those pilgrims did a few hundred years ago, we have so much to be thankful for. God, I, I thank you that we live in a time where we do.
Lord, we can openly, proudly admit still the source of everything we have, and that's you. God, we, we, we can take stock of those things in our lives, from family to friends to uh, uh, some of the material things that you've, you've, you've allowed us to have. And we can be thankful for those things. And I pray that we do. I pray that we are. But Lord, I, I pray that we also stop and think about the things we cannot see. Those spiritual things. Those things that perhaps we don't always think on. For your intercession for us. Lord, we know there's so many times in our lives you've been at work from the standpoint of eternity and Lord, we don't even, we don't even know what your grace has allowed for our lives. Lord, I pray that we would be grateful people. I pray that we would be thankful people. Lord, in a world and a culture that says more, 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 me, me, me. Lord, I pray that before this world we would have the courage, we would have the strength to say, Lord, I'm satisfied in you. Your grace is sufficient. And before this world, I stand. I stand up for the cross. Lord, help us in our culture and in some, di in some difficult times and in times that are increasingly growing more difficult. We be people of grace. People who are willing to Stand up for love and grace and mercy. Help us, Lord, to be people who love others, people who are generous with others, because we know it all comes from you, ultimately. Help us, Lord, convict us for the times in our lives, those occasions when we could have shown more grace or we could have been more thankful instead of being people who expect And Lord, no matter what our plans are this week or after this week, as we look into some uh, cultural holidays, I pray, Lord, that we would be Christians first. Bring us closer to you. Help us rem remember that, that sacrifice, self-sacrifice is, is at the root of, of all that we do. Help us to be people who are thankful. It is in the name of Jesus I pray these things. Amen. You know, we, we will never totally be able to understand grace. I know I think about grace and I think, why? Why did he go to the cross for me? Why? Don't deserve it. But I'm so thankful for it. I'm so thankful for what Jesus has done. And at this time, we're going to stand and sing this medley all about that blood of Jesus. That blood of Jesus, which is all we need in this life.
And at this time, if you have a public decision you'd like to make, if you'd like to be baptized, go down into that water, into that blood, and come up, filled with the Holy Spirit, a new creature, a new creature in him. If you'd like to do that at, that at this time, we invite you to come forward. Or if you're already a baptized believer and you'd like to place your membership with us here at Ferris, we invite you to do that as well. Let's sing all about that blood. And I want you to sing it as, as loudly as you can, as proudly as you can for what Jesus Christ has done for you.